Hello and welcome to How Do You Drew? This is a Drew Barrymore podcast brought to you by thedrewzium.com. And sponsored by our friends at Positive Medium. I'm Anne. And I'm Ashley. Yay, we're here again. <laughs> I got nothing cool about about number 26. I know. I was fully like, what can we say about 26? Like it's I mean, 26 th- is 13 times 13 two. Times is that what you want to say? <laughs> Why? Uh, why? You know what? This is I, I just thought of the line from uh Fever Pitch, although I can't think of the whole thing. Like, do you ever look at numbers? Yeah. And, <laughs> and then it's like, this is the church of numbers. <laughs> And I'm not like a math freak, but I do feel things about numbers. And I think you do too. I mean, I'm I'm good at math when I've been doing it. Like I, I was really good at it in school. I'm not great at it on the fly when I'm not prepared, but yeah. uh, But yeah, numbers, I just like, I like assigning like meaning to them. I don't know. (laughs) Exactly. So 26, it feels good. It's like even it, it's divisible by two. And you know what? Happy Valentine's Day. Yay, that's right. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Singles, non-singles, lovers, non-lovers. Everybody Everyone. can celebrate it in some way. I remember my first year of college that like I I didn't have a boyfriend or wasn't dating anybody, nothing like that. But like yeah. somebody handed out like flowers to everybody on the floor. And, I, and like there was just like a festive, like fun kind of atmosphere. And I remember being like, Valentine's Day could be fun if you you don't have to be in a couple to have fun like it was the first time it hit me yeah it's just cute it's I like hearts and pink why not (laughs) yeah and I like I like greeting cards I like snail mail yeah so I kind of wish I had done like I'm in a long distance relationship right now which you're totally aware of but (laughs) wait what I'm like like, I should have sent like a card why didn't I do that But, but part of me I think one thing I loved, and this is just probably as like an ephemera lover, I always loved Valentine's Day cards when I was a kid. Yeah. And so I always liked giving them and getting them and like choosing one specifically for the boy I had a crush on, you know, (laughs) like it's such a funny thing. It doesn't have to be too late. I mean, it really is like, it doesn't just have to be this one set February 14th day, you know, like you should still pick out something sweet and send it. That's true. I should. Yeah. Um, it's my parents' 41st wedding anniversary. So wow. happy anniversary to oh, Jeff and Diane. So they got married the year I was born. They did. I didn't know that. That's cool. Yep. They same year Lee was born because she was pregnant with Lee. Oh, just like <laughs> my mom was with me. <laughs> hey, speaking of weddings. Aha! Look at that segue. I didn't even see it coming. Oh, my God. Well, you know what? More about weddings later. So it was just a fake segue. Very more about weddings. <laughs> oh. Oh. Mary more. Just... <laughs> Mary more. All right. We'll get there. Well, yeah. Let's start with our cosmic coincidence from the previous episode. Yeah. This was wild to me. So we recorded our episode on our deal and other music videos, but mainly our best coast, our deal. Yep. And what, what did we record on a Saturday? And then Monday, Tyler Posey was on the Drew Barrymore show. <laughs> yep. Like what are the chances? Yeah. Like haven't heard of any interaction between him and Drew in the how many years did we figure out 12 years since that video came out and then the day before our episode comes out he's on her show no big deal really really weird uh it was really cute yeah and I haven't watched it but the thing that 
I love about our cosmic coincidences is that they don't, sorry, coincidence. I need to make sure I get that. I really enunciate it. But I, I feel like literally she has already done something that we're not aware of yet. Totally. And then when we're, when our thing is being released, like her thing is being released. It's like, it's already, we almost like uh, have this connection to like her and her life that is like completely subconscious. It's, I mean, I know it's cosmic. <laughs> There's no other way to explain it. Like, it's not like we are in the know. No, it's just like we're there's some sort of synchronicity happening. It's but fun. you know what? If only, if only we could just capitalize on this and Drew Barrymore's team would just start like posting about all the amazing crossovers between us and her show. That's the next step. That's the you know next what? Step. It's like it's already happening like in the ether. Like this is not taking effort. There's just a little more something, just a little je ne sais quoi that is missing. <laughs> it's gonna happen it's gonna yes. happen I yes, mean it is. I was like wait something like that happened recently but it was just that uh flower hair tools posted a picture that was one of our magazine scans and yeah. like they probably don't even know they probably just googled and found it it's fine but I was like oh that's our scan like I can tell by the the creases in this <laughs> magazine yep. page I recognize it and then it's like when you sent me that I was like oh it's kind of cool to imagine that like, something that's in our physical collections yeah. is then put on the internet, which, you know, we did, and then pulled by her team and used <laughs> as part of an advertising campaign. So it's basically like our physical thing is on her, like it's in her world, what, yeah. whether or not she had anything to do with that. Like they probably search for like Drew Kissy Face and right. then, or something, who knows? We're in her world without being in her world. <laughs> it's not the first time that they've like, no. I mean, these were more conscious, but like, there's been a couple other pictures or scans that we've provided that have been like been in her book or whatever. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. So I guess we are in her world. Yeah. So Drew, we're ready to be more in your world when you're ready for us. <laughs> when we say Drew, we're also speaking to her team. We'd like to think that you're listening. Hello. Hello. Um, Guys. Nice to meet you. <laughs> okay. So I'm ready to hear what Drew loved this week. I love love. Okay. So the very first one, and I already told you it, so I spoiled it. <laughs> the very first one that I got this week was Michael's, the store. <laughs> okay. So I'll just give you guys some context. I worked for Michael's for 13 years and continued to work in an adjacent company for another two years. So basically worked for that corporation for 15 years. Don't have the best feelings about it. And honestly, I think I've been back to a store maybe once in the last four wow. years since I quit. Oh my gosh. I didn't know that. Four, five years? Should I quit? I quit in 2017. Wow. Those five years? Six. Oh, shit. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I don't have the best feelings towards Michael's Drew. I'm sorry. But this was something that people said to me often. I love Michael's. It must be so fun working there. And I would just clench my teeth. Okay. <laughs> next. All right. The rest should be less triggering for okay. you. <laughs> All right. What else does Drew love this week? LL Cool J. Ladies love Cool James. <laughs> and they've got that Charlie's Angels connection because, of course, she That's was right. wearing his face. <laughs> That's right. Um, a Capuchin monkey. Okay. Ballet. Okay. Going with her kids to movie theaters. Okay. Potatoes, obviously. <laughs> Real estate. Okay. Cornhole. The Dominican Republic, which I just went okay. there last year, which is cool. And then oh, yeah. my favorite. I saved the best for last. A good funky man smell. Speaking of romance, 
<laughs> and she was talking about which she's mentioned many times saving like her boyfriend's shirts when they would go out of town and Aww. wanting like their smell all over it I know for sure she talked about that with Eric and I would almost guarantee with Fab because she used to wear his shirts all the time so. that's right um <laughs> I've never consciously done that but being in a long distance relationship I think I'm going to change my tune on that a little bit there you go you send a <laughs> valentine card and you tell him to send back a t-shirt that has Perfect. a good funky man smell on it <laughs> Give me one you slept in for a couple nights in a row. I'll be happy. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. You know, it's sorry to be gross, but also, Drew, I know you'd love this. <laughs> yeah, she'd be so behind the romance of that. Yes. Okay, so what do we have for Valentine's Day for this week in Drew history? Okay, so I picked in 2004, on February 14th, Drew mm-hmm. hosted Saturday Night Live for the fourth time. So we've been talking cool. about a lot of her SNL appearances. This one is probably my least favorite, I would okay. say. Do you have a lot of memories of this one? I don't, but I, I'm looking at your notes here and that triggers my memory of them. Yeah. But beyond that, not really like a, a, a memorable one for no, whatever reason. It's the least memorable, I think. So the monologue is cute, and but it's so interesting after watching the 99 one. There's a stark difference. Like she's so excited and giddy and like, freaking out in the 99 one yep and in the 2004 one she's just kind of like what's up (laughs) very mellow okay so she maybe was like I got this yeah I've I've done this do you remember though like E.T. comes out to talk to her and then like there's confusion and like some people from Star Wars come out and and say that they were in the movie with her and then like the old lady from Poltergeist comes out and Drew's like no I wasn't in that either it's cute like it's not amazing but it's cute and then like almost every skit for some reason she's playing a celebrity like almost every single one there might be one where she's not interesting I know and I remember noticing this at the time it's like why (laughs) because they weren't like amazing impressions or anything like that I'll just run them down real quick because there's so many. It's almost ridiculous. So she does Courtney Love, Mm -hmm. Pink, Charlize Theron, Anna Nicole Smith, Meg White, and Hillary Clinton in this one episode. (laughs) Interesting. It would be funny to send the Charlize Theron one to Tony. I know. I was thinking about that. It now works for Charlize. That's (laughs) that's really funny. I was going to say, and this is just curiosity about kind of the waves and lulls of SNL. Was the cast a little bit less good in 2004 or was it kind of the same really amazing crew that was there like I don't know I just wonder if it was kind of a lull you know yeah it definitely kind of feels that way I didn't rewatch it I just like you know reminded myself of them and I was like "Eh, this wasn't a favorite she does look really cute in it and then at the very end during the goodbyes she holds up a big sign that she clearly had like handwritten at the last minute (laughs) And it said, happy Valentine's Day, Fabby, Adam, and Nan, which is really cute. Aw, that's really cute. The kind of cool thing about you pulling this February 14th, 2004 date is that we had seen Drew like 11 days before this for her star ceremony for the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Yeah. And for the premiere of 51st Dates. In the same day. (laughs) In the same day, both the 3rd of February. So it's kind of cool to like imagine we had seen her right before she went and like started rehearsing and doing Saturday Night Live. Like within a week, she would have been there starting that process. Oh, that is so fun. It's kind of cool to look at, like looking at the pictures, I feel like 
oh trippy like yeah I, I remember being around her at that time although I don't think we got to like hug her we did talk to her briefly yeah and uh she's wearing the same necklace you know of course the necklace that she wore all the time from fab back then oh my god one. that's she's wearing that's it in the monologue so, yeah. Aww, that's really <laughs> sweet good times and good pull I like that okay so what is new with Drew in the past week well, not a lot. I don't know what happened this week. I was like primed every day. I'd like start her show and have my notes ready. I'm like, I got nothing. Um, the one thing is that some pages from the upcoming issue of Drew Magazine have come out. It's going to be issue number six, the spring 2023. Okay. Really cute cover, but unfortunately they have started recycling old pictures and I've been sort of uh, like expecting this to happen. I'm like, yeah. are they really going to do a new shoot every magazine? That's so great. Eh, nope. <laughs> so the cover is, is even not. Yeah. Okay. And they're really cute pictures, but they were done a while ago because they were done for beautiful cookware, like be right before it premiered. And I think some of these are also in um, Rebel Homemaker. So they're like older for sure. Okay. <laughs> but they're cute. And then I thought it was cute. Her little editor's note asks, how do you do it? <laughs> Not, well, not how do you drew it, but, yeah. <laughs> but if she had written that, I would have flipped out. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And then there's a really cute feature. This is all I've seen in there so far, besides the cover and the editor's note. It's like a feature on her daily routine. So she has. You shared this with me. I know. Isn't it cute? Like daily. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't look closely at it. I just looked at the pictures because I was like, oh, I want to savor this in person. Yeah, I get that. I should have, but I got too excited. <laughs> I was like zooming in. They're really sweet. So it's really cute. It's a ton of personal pictures. It's like, here's how I start my yeah. morning. And then I go and have these meetings. So one of them was a really cute picture of her with Chris Miller. Mm -hmm. Hi, Hi Chris. Chris. And uh, it said that they were working on a new flower films project. And then I like look away and then I like came back and I like zoom in a little bit and in front of Drew is a book that mm -hmm. we own called The Barrymores and we thought that was very intriguing if they're working on a flower films project and have that book yes in we don't want to you know put them on blast or anything but they <laughs> might be doing a Barrymore related project which is really interesting and something I've never considered well, no, they were working on a documentary. Well, I forgot, apparently. <laughs> during Diary. Oh, wow. So, yeah, back in 2001. There's like the meeting that they have. That's what they're talking about. Oh, shit. I know. Just yet so another reason to rewatch Diary. Damn it. Uh, well, yeah, we have a reason in our notes coming up. But... but that is really exciting. And wait a minute. Was that 22 years ago? yeah oh my gosh what the hell? although diary would have been like the <laughs> like the fall I think but close enough yeah I think it was like September well it was definitely September yeah wasn't it right around September 11th yeah yeah, yeah. or like right after oh my gosh wild but you know what for next week's you've got mail I want anybody who's seen diary to send in what you remember from it and why you think it was so cool because uh, I mean, yeah. I'm just curious what kind of incredible memories other Drewbies have about it that have seen it. If you haven't seen it, we're going to try to make, you know what, that should be a mission for this year to make diary available somewhere. But yeah, it looks like other than that, there's not really anything else new, right? 
Yeah, like I said, it was kind of slow. Um, the podcast is was a rerun for the second week in a row. So I'm like, ah, come on. If you guys are hurting for guests, we'll come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, the only thing that I thought was like really stand out this week was her interview with Pamela Anderson. Yeah. I would definitely suggest watching. I that. just saw um, a couple of clips, but both of the ones I saw I was like heart-wrenching, like yeah, wonderful, sweet. They seemed like they were really connecting. Yeah, it was really good. So that would be the highlight of the week. Awesome. Okay, so we teased this a little bit. But yeah, um, so Drew Marymore. <laughs> so Ashley's incredible idea was to kind of be cheeky about Valentine's Day. And like we said, we can find some fun ways to be positive about this. True. There's been a lot of like learning for Drew through the process of being married. And we're going to go through each of her weddings. Yeah. And, and like, I hope that this is taken in the spirit with which it's intended. We're not trying to like poke fun no we're just you know let's find some humor in valentine's day let's talk about all her weddings i mean we're not not like poking fun because that's kind of part of this is that we are aware that there's some trauma for drew around weddings (laughs) meaning like she's gone through this i think in a way that she earnestly wanted these things to work maybe not the first wedding but i don't (laughs) think she went into them knowing how they would end yeah and you know, this is all in a celebration of love. You can fall in and out of love. And this just shows that Drew is a deeply loving person. So this is our Valentine's Day celebration for Drew and her deeply loving heart. <laughs> that is a great way to put it. <laughs> yes. Okay, we are here to begin walk down the aisle <laughs> we are here to walk down the aisle with for the first time with drew march 20th 1994 oh hold on let me make the sound to uh go back in time <laughs> so march 20th 1994 at the room bar in Cuenca in hollywood where she was to wed uh the british gent jeremy thomas <laughs> i love that we're just gonna call him that now yes um, okay, yes. So Drew and Jeremy had only been dating for a very short time. Yes. They had supposedly the date that they gave People magazine was that they got together on February 12th. Okay. So, same year. <laughs> yep. Um, and this was at a party. Drew was on a break from filming Boys on the Side and she was mm-hmm. in town and they started talking. Apparently they had actually briefly met two years earlier at the Roxbury Club, which I had totally forgotten that detail. Yeah, me too. Crazy. So anyway, this time they like really hit it off and she invited him to come over and cook him pasta. <laughs> and that was it. I mean, that's that's the uh, most romantic gesture. Yeah. Pasta cooking. <laughs> Talking to two Italian girls here. We're like, I know, right? Yes. <laughs> Should we mention the fact that she was 19 and he was supposedly 31? But I feel like he looks way older than that. So I question that age, to be honest. Well, I think, I think it's probably right that their ages, Okay, but that is a big age difference. Also 19 is so young and she had just turned 19. So that means that they met when she was 16. Oh, originally. Yeah. Okay. Now we're getting into really creepy math. Yeah. (sighs) And, and she was 18 when they got together. So she had literally just turned 19. Oh my gosh. I mean, you know, age differences. I try not to like get like too weird about it because it's, 
people are attracted to each other, but when it's an older guy and a young woman and a teenager, <laughs> and a teenager who's been exploited her entire life, then it's sort of like okay. See, I knew we were going to go off on tangents. <laughs> yes, absolutely. That's what we do. All right. So now back to the wedding day. Drew proposed at 2 a.m. in an alley. I guess this is not the wedding day. We don't know if it's the wedding day. Yeah, it is. Okay. And she just said, let's do it right now. Later, it was explained that it was a green card situation and she was trying to do something nice, which... Yeah, she was trying to like be the hero and do something for this person. And yeah. And I'm sure she did feel like she loved him. I yeah. mean, this it's not like she was doing it in like a romantic, really grand gesture way. And this is kind of how this kicked it off. Yeah, I mean, this was like peak Drew, spontaneous, wild, yeah. like just being a free spirit. It, it yeah. totally makes sense. It tracks. But, you know, we've mentioned in a lot of episodes now, I feel like that she really, this is like her one biggest regret of the time she like did something that wasn't true to herself yep and uh but we're gonna talk about it anyway <laughs> sorry <Drew. laughs> okay so the employees of the room which I guess we should explain that was Jeremy's bar so he owned that bar yep that's why they were there so the employees and their friends scrambled and they found a satin cream colored slip dress that was borrowed mm -hmm. from one of the bartenders yep <laughs> um and apparently it was sheer enough to show her new butterfly tattoo which I was like ah I keep still so upset our tattoo episode we got the date wrong <laughs> what did we say for the date well we just thought it was very late 94 because the first time we saw it was in Playboy yes but now we're in early 94 and she had just gotten it so and we had done a corrections corner where you'd found something that indicated early right yeah when she was on the tonight show um yes doing bad girls press so like a month after this but anyway okay. <laughs> and then she also had some they scrambled and found flowers so she ended up with yellow roses and white tulips for a bouquet which is really mm -hmm. cute and then they got strawberry cheesecake and mm. an officiant <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like this is something she talked about in a talk show shortly after as well right yes I think the same probably Jay Leno one Okay, so the wedding was officiated by a minister slash psychic slash private detective <laughs> named Patricia Vanderweeken, um, <laughs> who was found on 1-800-I-MARRY-YOU, and it, the, it was officiated along with her bulldog, Jimmy. <laughs> so when I read that, I was cracking up because it reminds me of Drew's character on SNL for Dog Show, where yes. she brings Mr. Miami Beach to officiate the wedding. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Amazing. Oh my god. Um, and also this tracks. Like I could I could see Drew at 19 being like, this is the way to go. This is fucking funny. Yeah. I think we can poke fun at that because I think Drew would find it hilarious that she went through and did that and did it that way. You know? Oh, totally. Like and if I recall, this woman totally was like, I never say this, but you guys were obviously together in another life. You will be together forever. Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Her psychic abilities are questionable, I guess. So she got a big tip for saying that. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. So the ceremony took place shortly after 5 a.m. as the sun was rising. <laughs> and uh, if you remember this, Mel. I do. Yeah. So Mel Bochco, one of Drew's 
probably longest time friends. They've been friends for 40 years. Yeah. Uh, she had spoken on Drew's e-celebrity profile about being there. And she's like, all I can say is it was very, very, very early in the morning, <laughs> <laughs> which cracks me up because I remember um, in Us 1994, Mel is along for the interview and she's okay. like falling asleep on the table wherever they are. What? So, I don't like, remember that. Yeah, I'm like, Mel and I, we like to sleep. I can't relate. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be pretty upset if you called me and said, it's 5 a.m. and you need to come to this bar. I'm getting married. I'm getting married. Yeah, you got to come. <laughs> Let me set the scene. Okay. So there were candles. It was in a red carpeted room. The song Billy is Dead by The Fall was playing. <laughs> yeah, which I sent you. I was like, I can't handle this song. It's so Romance. Bad. Romance. Um, I, I don't hate the song, but it's like four and a half minutes long. And the the tone of voice doesn't really go any, across many notes. It's very like monotone. I wouldn't say it seems like the most romantic song, but not the least romantic song. Yeah, it's very of the time, I guess. Did they talk about why that was chosen? No, it just said British band and he's British. So I was like, are they trying to say there's a reason for that? I don't know. Okay. So supposedly Drew's ring that she got had belonged to Jeremy's mom and grandmother. And my question was, how did he suddenly materialize that? Well, he must have had it available for as soon as he found a woman who would help him get a green card. (laughs) Is that an emergency, like, safe in the wall? When green card is available, grab this. Yes. (laughs) And then his was one that he'd been wearing on his other hand. So that one makes sense. Like Very practical. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) They had a champagne toast on the roof after the ceremony. And Drew insisted she was entirely sober when she got the idea for the, quote, truly insane but amazing an absolutely wonderful wedding. <laughs> Which I believe. <laughs> yep. And the pictures are really, really I do. cute. If nothing else, I'm so glad we have the pictures. Like the pictures are beautiful. Yeah. I feel like this is kind of a weird thing to say, but I think it's my favorite of her three looks. <laughs> for <Aww. her> weddings. <laughs> yeah. Um, one thing uh, I wanted to say is that I wanted to bring back what we talked about in a much earlier episode about the picture that's possibly from their honeymoon. Oh, yeah. Together. yeah. I think it's worth posting that again. Okay. So that people can see the comparison of the wedding, her hair during the wedding, and then the hair during the possible honeymoon. Good call. Which was a picture that Drew posted like last year, only a few months ago on her TikTok, along with a bunch of other pictures that we went nuts about. <laughs> to think the fact that she's like, she's 19, it makes sense about how like freaking cute she looks because she is she's a cute little baby (laughs) and it's just like you know we all I think I can speak for us all we all have such a soft spot for 90s Drew and this is like she puts on a slip dress and she just has minimal makeup but her hair is all cute and this is our Drew this is our 90s Drew (laughs) yeah the slip dress even though it's longer it's also kind of reminiscent of the slip dress from Mad Love Oh, good point. Yeah, which I which just would have realized just later that year, like a couple months yep. later, she would have filmed it. That's cool. And I think, didn't we notice we could see this? Oh, we that's why we were looking at it. We were looking at one point to see if you could see the butterfly in oh, that love. Oh, yes, yes. Oh my gosh. I think that's where I was like, maybe when she has the slip dress on. And I don't recall if we confirmed at that point. I think maybe we did. Uh, we 
I don't remember being able to see it, but I wonder okay. if subconsciously you remembered this detail and that's what made you think about it. That's so yeah. funny. I love that. But the pictures are super cute. All the ones except for the cover that were, I don't think we talked about this yet, but the People Magazine did a cover story. And I think for them to have done this, Drew would have had to either had a photographer come or sold the photos to people. Yeah. And interestingly enough, the article it's not written by, but it's like contributed by Todd Gold, who co-authored Little Girl Lost. So my assumption is that whoever wrote the article was like, okay, if we have Todd interview Drew and get like the details straight from her, that'll be more comfortable. So that's what I kind of think happened. Yeah, I bet so. And then it also wasn't released until April 11th and the wedding was March 20th. Although to be fair, I guess the the dates always say like a week later when they release them. That's true. So it was a couple weeks. It wasn't like immediately that they released it. But the pictures are wonderful. We'll post at least one, maybe two. Yeah, I have a couple pulled. Um, Back then, People Magazine's contents were almost entirely in black and white, which is so weird to think about. Oh, that's why they're black and white. <laughs> yeah, that's just how they did the magazine. Like the ads were in color, but everything inside back then was black and white, which is you are right. weird. So only the cover image and then a tiny inset on the cover are okay. in color sadly and somehow that makes those two like so special that they're in color <laughs> yep totally I don't think we need to go into like what happened afterward with all three of these relationships we're not here to talk about her splitting from these guys uh we just want to refresh your memories about the weddings because there's not a lot out there on the internet anymore about these but we got we got the goods with all of our magazines and uh, <laughs> knowledge. So Talking about her divorces, it's like, we don't really know the exact circumstances of these right. things. So we would be doing a lot of speculation. Yeah, let's and just, it's just deliver not the worth facts. That. Yes, exactly. <laughs> We're just here to kind of talk about the celebration of her love to these people. Here we go. Okay, so are we ready to jump to 2001? Let's do it. Okay, so we're moving in time forward less than 10 years, which seems really weird. I know. It feels like they were far apart, but they're not that far apart. It feels super far apart. (laughs) So July 7th, 2001, um, we're not sure of the exact location. It's either the Malibu Riding and Tennis Club or a private estate in Malibu. Drew married Mr. Tom Green. Yeah. So the reason there's confusion about the location, because I really tried to get it right. A lot of places, including Tom's book, say it was a private estate. And then I found one other source that mentioned this writing and tennis club. And when I compared some of the photos, you can definitely see the writing and tennis club in the background. Okay. But maybe it's an estate that was near it. I don't know. It doesn't really matter. We're on a like a cliff in Malibu overlooking the ocean. That's that's the setting. <laughs> that's yeah, that's what you really need to know to understand where we are. Yeah. So Tom, just a little backstory. We won't go into their engagement and all that. Like, I think we can do an entire episode on their relationship at some point in his book. Tom does claim that there was a lot of stress and bickering while they were doing wedding planning. So it's kind of interesting because like the magazines where there's interviews that were done officially with people like make it sound like it was this amazingly beautiful day but Tom's book paints it a little differently so take that with a grain of salt Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's interesting 
Um, it also is interesting to imagine, because I, I, this is just related to Drew's look in 2001, just generally. I feel like she looked the most uptight that she ever had and maybe also felt the most uptight. I think she had a lot of, she was feeling, if I'm just having to guess why maybe she was in this sort of mode, she really wanted people to take her seriously yeah. around this time. And I think that this decision to get married again and like just her career was in a certain place like she always like don't you think that there's something about like the way she looks around that time that it seems like she's like really trying to look like an adult like, oh, she yeah. almost looks older then than she looks now definitely and this I is over 20 years ago yeah um so i wonder if that had something to do with it and also just imagining like her relationship with tom and like he's hyper silly and she loved that about him but maybe she felt like she had to like counteract that Regardless, it's interesting to think about why this person who who we think of as like chill and, you know, like <laughs> yeah. going with the flow, like was maybe not so much with this. Well, it sounds like they kind of like it's sort of just spiraled, like the whole event sort of snowballed from like, let's just do this tiny intimate thing to like all of a sudden now there's like all these people involved and now the guest list is growing and it just yep. kept getting like bigger and bigger and bigger. Okay. And maybe Makes that's sense. not what they you know, really wanted, but yep. you know, there's a lot in his book about how he's like, just this like dude from a small town with like his Canadian friends. And then she's like best friends with a bunch of huge movie stars and just yes. kind of the stark difference that they felt yes. or he felt. There we go. That's another yeah. thing. So now we're just going to kind of get into the fun stuff. So Drew wore a white backless dress with lace sleeves and a white orchid behind her ear. Her hair was very simple, done like totally straight and like bob length. It's a really pretty look, but again, the pictures aren't super clear. I know. So yeah, I guess we should mention that the only way we have photos from this are paparazzi, paparazzi. photos, which we don't really like sharing if we can avoid it, but uh, that's what we got here. <laughs> yep. And I, I made a note later, but I do recall there's like a really good picture of her and Tom like kind of close up in diary like I think he has it framed in his office yeah from their wedding day but we don't have screen caps or anything of it unfortunately which makes me crazy but I always felt like this dress like the way that it goes down in this very very deep v in the back yeah. reminds me a lot of the one she wore to the Oscars with Tom oh yeah thousand because it's like she said multiple times that her back is was like her favorite feature so maybe that was oh. like her way to still be a little, a little sexy or I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Oh, and she's wearing like really big platform sandals that I feel like was totally something she wore a lot at this time. You can only see them in one photo, but um, like big wedges. And I feel like that was like just a vibe that she had in 2001. <laughs> yeah, totally. It was also your vibe in 2001. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> So just a little more about the flowers. They were done by Maggie Jensen of LA Premier. And uh, the reason we know that is because there was a cool feature in InStyle, and we'll share pictures, where they had her kind of explain the flowers and then show basically like a recreation of Drew's um, bouquet, yeah. which was a round white gardenia bouquet. And her only request mm -hmm. was that there were no roses, which I think we both find roses to be a little cliche. So I think that was her reason. <laughs> yep. 
Maggie also provided orchids, lilies, and daisies and Coke bottles in mason jars that were set around the lawn where the ceremony took place. And I guess the daisies and the Coke bottles was a big deal because there's a whole thing in Tom's book about that. (laughs) Yep. So guests to the wedding included Drew's mother, Jade, Adam Sandler, Cameron Diaz, and Jared Leto, who were an item at the time, Courtney Love, and I believe her daughter, Frances Bean. Yes, we'll get into that. <laughs> okay, great. Chris Miller, of course. Well, who yeah. probably served like as a, basically he was working the wedding. I know, I was going to say, he probably was like the wedding coordinator, let's yep. be real. <laughs> yep. And supposedly Lucy Liu, Beverly D'Onofrio, which is the author of Writing Cards with Boys. One of the Beastie Boys, who, and we probably think it's Mike D and Tamara Davis because Tamara Davis directed Drew and some stuff and they remained in touch. And then possibly Ben Stiller, Christine Taylor, and Rob Lowe. So there are a lot of people who aren't photographed in these paparazzi images, but who were rumored to have been there. Oh, and they all make sense. Maybe yes. except Rob Lowe. I'm like, hmm, I don't know about that one. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> they kind of acted like they hadn't really met. And I feel like they would have brought it up yeah, on their podcast. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yep. <laughs> yep. And then let's talk about the wedding parties. So again, the only reason we know who served in Drew's wedding party is because of some really crappy faraway paparazzi pictures where somehow we are able to identify each of these people. Yep. So she had Jillian Fink, now Jillian Dempsey, who was her makeup artist at the time Yep. and good friend, Melissa Boschko, of course, as we talked about earlier, Justine Baddeley, who Mel and Justine were kind of like Drew's best friends for a really long time. Yep. And then Nancy Joanan probably was like sort of a maid of honor, if I had to guess, because she's like the one standing by Drew during the ceremony and holding her bouquet. And then, as you said, Frances Bean Cobain was the flower girl and Drew was like her honorary godmother, but it doesn't really feel like. So I guess I would say this. It feels like this is the last time we know of Drew being friends with Courtney <laughs> and there, yes. there might be a reason for that as we get into the details, <laughs> but this is our last like verified knowledge of them doing anything together. Yes. <laughs> I wanted to make a comment about the dresses that they yeah. wore. I have never really enjoyed them that much. They're all yellow floral print dresses. They look like they're sunflowers. Yeah, that's kind of my take on it too. Yeah, which I'm not a huge sunflower fan as like a motif. I don't know. I don't I don't really want to be critical that much, but they, I've never really loved the dresses. They feel very busy. Yeah, I do like the cut of them though. Like they're cute style. But yeah, the print is a little, it's a little over the top. Okay, so the ceremony was at sunset. Um, so they coordinated it to fall at that time. They were looking towards the West instead of sunrise. Yes. (laughs) And, uh, the wedding party walked down the aisle to Ave Maria, which feels extremely traditional. (laughs) I know. I'm like, is that true? I can't really see that, but it was printed somewhere. (laughs) Yep. Yep. And according to Jade, because of course Jade gave an interview about this, um, of course, she escorted Drew down the aisle, which I could see at this time because this was like when they were sort of in a good place for a moment. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Jade said, I was beside myself with happiness, which, yeah, I could see that. I too. mean, uh, I mean, of course she was because she was being involved in something big in Drew's life for the first yeah. time in a long time. That's probably the perfect way to say that. Which is sweet. <laughs> I remember reading this when the articles came out. Uh, pamphlets were passed out with a long verse about drag racing. 
<laughs> just for like to be silly for some reason i thought it was like Cameron Diaz was reading something about drag racing because I know she likes to race cars. So for some reason in my mind, it had something directly to do with Cameron. No, this is a Tom thing. Yep. <laughs> yep. It kind of felt like this was like one of his only ways to insert his own to be silly flavor yeah he said it was yeah. for like lightness and ridiculousness like no one understood like they started reading what they thought was going to be like a verse about love <laughs> and instead yeah. it was this random thing about drag racing <laughs> okay. i want a copy of the pamphlet <laughs> <laughs> yeah that'd be awesome and then they had in his words this sort of like female hippie minister who officiated but it's funny like his description of her makes her sound like oh so wacky and wearing tie-dye and he would never have picked this woman but like the pictures you can see she's like in a suit so I, he was obviously exaggerating was it was it patricia van der weekend from <laughs> I, 1994 i have a feeling it's not i can't confirm that <laughs> she might have become very sophisticated at that point maybe um <laughs> so regarding the paparazzi because this is just kind of a funny thing i think they were aware like of course paparazzi is going to find them but here was their effort to try to ward off <laughs> <laughs> um paparazzi so they had a huge banner that said happy anniversary with two fake names on it to try to throw them off didn't it work, obviously, obviously didn't work yeah but maybe you know maybe it threw off a bunch of other paparazzi that that's would have true. gotten better pictures <laughs> damn it <laughs> but you know like that's really funny i like that they did that it cracks me up yeah it is pretty funny um and then supposedly right when the ceremony was going a school of dolphins swam by and jumped up and like <laughs> i'm like really that feels too good to be true but I, I think i read it in two different places so maybe it did happen well i mean they were they were finding the romance in this moment <laughs> yeah <laughs> the reception served indian food tables were decorated with seashells and floating gardenias um drew used vintage napkins and tablecloths so this kind of sets this like there were touches of kind of things that Drew loved around. Yeah. And I feel like the Indian food thing's really cool. I don't know if she had been to India by this point. Do you know when she visited India? Oh, good question. I would. It was after Flossie died, right? Yeah, but she might have gone before that as well. That's true. That's true. But I mean, everything about this, I'm like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this feels like her stamp for sure. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then also in that issue of InStyle that features the florist and recreation of the bouquet, there right next to it is a thing with the company that did the cake and there's yep. a recreation of that. And so it was a four tiered cake. Each tier had a different flavor, strawberry, mm. mocha, chocolate mousse, and lemon. Mm. And it was topped with white chocolate shavings, daisies, and pansies. And it's really cute. I like this. Yeah. Cake. It is really cute. The, I, I like to think it looks exactly like that picture. Yeah, and I hope Once so. again, <laughs> if InStyle worked with Hanson's Cakes, it probably is just like it. It's a yeah. really it's a really beautiful kind of, I hate to use this word, but kind of like rustic looking. Yeah. But I think that's the word they use when they make cakes like this. Well, <laughs> so, especially weddings. Like that's like a vibe yes. in weddings. Rustic, yeah. yes. <laughs> yes. And you, you kind of tease this a little bit, but... Courtney, according to Tom, Courtney was heckling Tom's dad and friends during their speeches <laughs> and saying things like go back to Canada, which yeah. it's just not funny. No, it's terrible. I mean, I'm like, like you said, we haven't really spotted Drew with Courtney. Who knows if they've had talks behind the scenes? Who knows if they've ever invited her onto the Drew Barrymore show? Like, we don't know. 
But either way, that seems like it's in poor taste. <laughs> I <would> yeah, <laughs> I could see like if you're Drew and your new father-in-law, who you love, Drew loves yes. his Tom's parents, is up there yes. trying to be kind of funny, but he's not. He's a little hokey. And your friend is screaming to get off the stage and go back to Canada. Like, I could see that causing a rift in the friendship for sure. Yeah, yeah. And it was already, I mean, weird enough that I'm sure the division between like the personalities of people that are at this wedding. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> wow. Yeah. But then I guess everyone moved on and they had a DJ and they also had karaoke. Cameron apparently sang a Janis Joplin song, which is fun. And <laughs> then cool. Tom sang Imagined to Drew, which I'm Aww. sure was very sweet. That kind of gave me chills a little bit. Really <laughs> uh, Adam Sandler stayed the whole night and danced with Tom's mom and chatted at length with his brother. So Adam Sandler really made an effort to kind of bridge that gap between these worlds of people, yeah. which I love to imagine. Adam is not known to be like the most like kind to strangers as far as fans go. Oh, I didn't know that. He usually like wants people to respect his privacy a lot. So I think okay. in instances where he is like very comfortable and he's you know, with his people, maybe, I don't know, he, I love this. And it makes me kind of remember why people who are in Adam's circle love Adam. Yeah. And that's about it for that's this wedding. We don't really have much more. I'm we're lucky we have what we have. I had totally forgotten. I thought that there was like a feature in people, but people didn't talk about it at all. It was the Australian version who interesting that had the whole feature. So I don't know why that is, but maybe people was just like, Oh, we don't really want to make a deal with whoever took these photos like maybe, there was <laughs> maybe. Something. we'll let our australian counterpart how do much it. money there is like yeah. in this kind of stuff like i just think about you know drew i think with each of her kids like did um exclusive stuff with people yeah you know when well, she had her babies and her next wedding she does as well so let's get into it after this <laughs> howdy, howdy drewbies We want to tell you about our sponsor, Positive Medium. We've actually been clients of theirs for at least 10 years, and they take care of all of our website needs for thedrewzam.com. They offer custom web design and professional coding, search engine optimization, marketing, and hosting. So we've been hosted by them, but we've also been able to take advantage of a lot of their expertise in these other areas as well. Absolutely. So customer service is the biggest draw for us with this company. They have saved our site literally from obliteration (laughs) quite a few times, but then they also help us with minor issues in just like literally a matter of minutes. So if we have like a coding question or just like something on the back end we can't figure out, we reach out to them and we get an answer back and the issue is solved within moments. We're so excited that Positive Medium is allowing us to offer our listeners 25% off managed WordPress hosting plans using our promo code DREW, D-R-E-W, of course. Um, And if you want to take advantage of this, visit positivemedium.com. We really, really vouch for these people. They've been so great to us and will continue to be great to us, I I can only imagine. (laughs) I mean, they're great by offering this to our listeners. So take advantage. Again, it's promo code DREW, of course. So now, going forward in time a little bit, but still in the past, uh, we are now, we've landed at June 2nd, 2012, at home in Montecito, California. 
Drew's wedding to Will Copelman. Okay. So a couple little things, backstory real quick. Number one, as we mentioned in an early episode, <laughs> June 2nd, the day that Drew married Will also happens to be the birthday of not one, but two of her major exes, <laughs> Fabrizio Moretti and Justin Long, were both born on June 2nd. Was yep. this intentional? Was this a weird coincidence? <laughs> I can't say. I think it's a complete coincidence, but it's still like crazy. <laughs> it's still like, hey, okay. Yep. <laughs> um, and then we also need to mention that Drew was pregnant at this wedding. Yep. And, you know, she's admitted like this was a huge mistake she made, but she walked out of a doctor's office holding ultrasound pictures in February of 2012 and was photographed by paparazzi. So uh, it kind of got out, you know, against her will, which sucks and I feel for her, but we knew. So she didn't like, yep. it, it wasn't like announced. I don't think she ever really announced the pregnancy. It was just very much implied by the time you could see these pictures, like, yep. They're not hiding it, but they're not like making yeah. a big deal about it. Totally. Um, the other one thing I want to say about her being pregnant, it's like, I just made the connection to my mom being pregnant when she got married and in February. <laughs> oh yeah. You know, it's just, it's something that happens like zero, absolutely zero judgment. Obviously oh, we're yeah. coming from, we're coming from places where like, yes, our parents both with their first child <laughs> yeah. were pregnant when they got married. But yeah, this is like completely safe space for Drew. You know, we, we have no judgment to her None as far as this goes. I do wonder if it kind of like made the wedding happen faster because they only got engaged in January from what I recall. Yeah, so, probably, probably. Yeah. They probably decided they wanted to do that and then be able to focus on the baby. Yeah. You know, like, so it makes sense. I will say that Will and his family are probably the most wealthy out of any of the like Drew's <laughs> <Probably>. past. <laughs> definitely. definitely. Um, so this kind of scale of this yeah. and the like wedding like i'm just like thinking about you know like drew has had money so she had plenty of money in 2001 she had plenty of money at 2012 she still does but at this point it's a wealthy man and his family and then drew barrymore yeah it's like a there's a well-to-do you know upper east side new york like there's a vibe with his family that is very different from anyone she's ever dated yep when I set off Mike that I have mixed feelings about this wedding, part of it comes from that. I feel like I don't want to mm. speculate too much, but I feel like she's trying to fit into a mold of his family that isn't necessarily who she is. I think that it like exemplifies the whole experience of her with Will. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that that, yeah, I, I totally see what you mean. We don't have to get into that, but Drew trying to fit into a specific mold, um, thinking that she could have this traditional life and then realizing it, it wasn't necessarily for her is the whole cycle of being with Will. Yeah. He seems like a really sweet and wonderful man. So I'm glad that she met him and had her beautiful children. Yeah. But let's get into their wedding. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I want you to describe this, but this is sort of the best example is her look. To me, her look makes no sense for her personally. It is mm. like <laughs> her trying to fit in with this vibe. But this is just my take. But go, let's, you describe it. Okay. So the dress that she wore, her wedding dress, is a Chanel custom-made dress by Karl Lagerfeld with a black satin belt. And she had Chanel fine jewelry, including a diamond cuff bracelet and a traditional veil. 
Just a quick note, Ari Kopelman, Will's father, was the COO and president of Chanel from 1986 to 2004, which explains all the Chanel in her wedding attire. That's all. Back to the episode. I will say, because I know that you're basically like, it doesn't feel like her. And I don't like it. <laughs> I actually like the dress. Okay. I don't know exactly what it is about it. I think that with her pregnant belly, it looks really cute. It's not like the most flattering dress. It doesn't feel like hippie-ish in any way, which maybe that's why it doesn't really feel like her. But I think it works for her. And I think it works for what she's trying to do at that point in her life, interestingly. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. I guess like when you said it's not the most flattering, that is kind of part of it for me. I'm like, this is custom made for her and it doesn't even look like it fits her properly. I don't know. And I don't, she's like been really into high high necks ever since she basically got pregnant. I don't like that look personally. That's just my taste. There's nothing about it that just says like, drew to me I don't know and I also really dislike the veil and the like yeah. little crown headpiece it just they doesn't feel like her yeah they didn't really do anything interesting with her hair because of yeah. the veil yeah her hair is really boring I know yeah we're being a little bit critical about the look but like what you're saying like it's a Chanel custom-made gown and yeah. fine jewelry who knows what her feeling was about being that extravagant Right. She loves fashion. You know, she has a lot of respect for high fashion. Um, So maybe it was kind of like a combination of like, it doesn't have to be, I don't know, doesn't have to be hippie-ish. Like, I'm just going to go all out. Like, she probably was like, this is the last time I'm going to do it. Yeah. You know? I'm sure that the whole wedding kind of had that feeling. Who knows? But I I, I think, and I still feel like I do like the dress. Okay. So, and but I think sorry. it's just my, my style versus yours, though. You know, yeah. it's like... I feel bad for being critical, but like, this is not... For me, I just don't it's get okay. it. <laughs> I didn't like the I didn't like the bridesmaids dresses at Tom's wedding. There you so. go. We're allowed. I mean, this is our podcast. We can say whatever the <laughs> hell we want. <laughs> just don't hate me, Drew. If you ever listen yeah. to this. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. So she carried. Well, I did. I love the bouquet. So there we go. Um. She carried a bouquet <laughs> of pink peonies, which is my favorite flower, and pink garden roses and pink spray roses, and they were all done by Velvet Garden. And it is just kind of funny how she went from no roses, no roses to like all roses. (laughs) Again, another example where I'm like, yeah, she's just in a different place, different vibe. Yep. You need to take this next one, but I'll just kind of introduce it a little bit. So you were just like looking through pictures and then, okay, let's, let's just let you get into it about Drew's ring. So the crazy part is I wasn't doing the research for this episode when I came across this. I was just going (laughs) through because I had done, well, I guess it's all kind of connected, but um, we finally put up some more pages on the Drewzium.com of our magazine scans. And they're from this era. They're from Mm -hmm. 2012 through 2014. So I was going through some pictures from Marie Claire magazine, their early 2014 issue. And I was looking at this really cool outtake that is of Drew's hand. And it's just really unique. It's very different. But I'm looking at the ring on her finger and I'm like, oh my God, that looks exactly like my wedding band. What, what is this? (laughs) And I'm like, wait, is this her wedding band? So I started digging around and sure enough, my wedding band design is really similar to her. Yep. <laughs> and I've yep. never known that until this week. 
Like, yep. never... Are you going to post a side by side? Because I think you should. Okay, I will. I mean, they're different okay. coloring. Like the one, this picture that sparked all this was in black and white. So I couldn't tell. I couldn't remember like what color. Mine's rose gold. So there is that difference. But the design, which is pretty unique, like it's not a standard yeah. one. And that's what drew me to it. <laughs> or supposedly that's what drew me to it. Maybe it, it drew you to it. <laughs> maybe subconsciously yeah my when I told my husband he's like that's hilarious that's why you picked that ring I'm like I swear I didn't know (laughs) but uh to be fair I also believe there's pictures of them ring shopping at Cartier and my ring is not from Cartier so it's not like the exact same model but they are they are really similar (laughs) yes it's it is interesting um and it's a beautiful ring I mean I like it I was going to say, I have to say that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, there's a really, really good picture of it. That's one of the pictures, I think, from a magazine, right? Is it from People? I don't remember which one it is, but yeah. It looks like it's from Ola. They uh, sold the wedding photos to a lot of like people and then all of their offshoots is what I believe. Yeah, but yeah there's a yeah. great photo of them. So that was really funny for you to realize like it looks super similar. <laughs> Okay, so Deb Ferullo has come up a couple times recently. She did Drew's makeup for the wedding, um, and her Drew's hair was pinned up with gardenias, which actually I didn't remember. Yeah, it's only when the veil's not on. Okay, because I felt like, like I said, I didn't think they did anything interesting with her hair, but at least there was something going on when the, yeah, when the veil was Yeah, I do there. like it more without the veil and when the gardenias are there, but again, it's still like, I don't know. It's just not my favorite look for her. Yeah. Drew was walked down the aisle by Will's dad, Ari Kopelman, which again, I find interesting because Steven Spielberg was at the wedding. I'm like, I feel like he should have walked down the aisle, but I think Drew's really just, you know, intermeshing with this family and that's, that was her choice. That's okay. Yeah. And the um, Kopelmans are Jewish. And so the wedding was a traditional Jewish ceremony officiated by the Kopelmans rabbi. Which is kind of a funny, like, departure from her previous two officiants. Yep. Yeah, another departure. It's just like, yeah, all these, like, much more traditional, much more upscale kind of touches. (laughs) Yep. Um, But I did like this because we just mentioned the song recently. Yep. After the ceremony, Drew and Will exited to the Beatles' I Will. And we've talked about that that's Drew's favorite Beatles song. So that makes sense. That's right. And also, I love that. Uh, Tom sung Imagine to Drew yeah. and then they and then Will and Drew walked down to I Will. So just like showing Drew's love for the Beatles and, yeah. and her little know. touches, which I like. Yes, exactly. And I'll go ahead and list some of the guests that were Ooh, included. So a lot. take a breath. Yep. So <laughs> Chris Miller, Nancy Javonen as the matron of honor, Jimmy Fallon, a couple good friends of Drew's, uh, Robin Fredericks and Lona Viga. Steven Spielberg, Gucci Westman. They've been friends for a long time. Drew was actually a bridesmaid at her wedding, which is fun. Oh, cool. That's right. Um, Cameron Diaz was there. Reese Witherspoon. Busy Phillips. I forgot Busy Phillips was there. Yeah, but that makes sense because if you recall her ex-husband, like he did never been kissed and he's just not that into you. He's a screenwriter. That's right. Alia Shawkat was there, Brent Kyle, who used to work for Drew, Omar Logda, who was like a videographer for Drew for a couple. He still does stuff for her all the time. Oh, cool. Yeah. And then supposedly, although they're not pictured, Scarlett Johansson and Molly Shannon, which both make sense, I guess. Molly Shannon makes sense, but well, I guess she was in He's Just Not That Into You, but did they have any scenes together? Yes, they played best friends, actually. 
So, okay. That <laughs> okay. Makes sense. Then that makes a lot of sense. That's funny. Um, so yeah, that's a huge guest list. And I'm sure there's more that we just don't know about. I wouldn't be surprised. Cause they did a pretty good job of shielding paparazzi from getting like, there's like huge umbrellas and tents and stuff. Like there's no, yes. the paparazzi pictures from this were all kind of a bust, which thank goodness they sold real photos, which by the way, I didn't make a note of this, but David Kinda took all these photos, the official ones. Ah, yeah. our friend David Kinda. <laughs> our, our personal <laughs> photographer. <laughs> Anyone who we've met briefly is our friend, yeah. by the way, if, if you haven't noticed that. <laughs> okay. So a couple of cute little notes. Cameron read E.E. E. Cummings poem, I carry your heart with me. And, you know, he's been, we've talked about that poet being one of Drew's favorites. So that's cool. And yep. then Will's sister, Jill Cargman, read from The Velveteen Rabbit. Oh, yeah. I just got myself an E.E. E. Cummings book, so oh. I should look and see if it has that in there. Yeah. Oh, this is cute. I don't think I remember this fact. So their first dance was to Band of Horses, No One's Gonna Love You, which I don't think I know that song offhand, but I do like Band I of Horses. I do. It's a good one. It's a good first dance song. I approve. <laughs> and then they had an 80s cover band called The Spasmatics. Yeah, and I've actually seen them. They perform in Vegas a lot. But I will just put a oh, little fun. like a little note that uh, we know that name might be considered not appropriate these days. So just a note that we know that. <laughs> Interesting. I didn't know. I'm learning something new every day. Jimmy Fallon joined them for Jesse's Girl, which is a lot of fun. <laughs> totally visualize that. <laughs> yep, I can totally see it. Um, and then they were followed by a DJ. We don't have any details about the DJ, but I'm sure it was a lot of fun Beatles and I'm sure other, good music, yeah. other good stuff. <laughs> you can always yeah. count on Drew to have good music. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, some other fun touches. And these are the things that feel, these feel like Drew to me. This is where I'm this like, this is the part. Yeah, this, this is, is the, the part. stuff I like. Okay. So there yep. was a silhouette artist, which is really fun. Um, and like Disneyland. Yeah. They like take the scissors <laughs> and they quickly like make a silhouette of you. And yeah. there was a black and white photo booth. There was an artist doing drawings. There was this whole kids teepee area that was playing movies like Pippi Longstocking and Finding Nemo. So cute. And then there was um, vintage Santa Barbara postcards as favors because Montecito is near Santa Barbara. Love. Totally true. <laughs> I love that. I would absolutely do vintage postcards as favors and probably will. Yeah, if steal I ever that one. And have steal a that one. <laughs> Yeah, I love it. I've always wanted to have a photo booth. Like that's something that when I've gone, I've gone to like at least one wedding, maybe two that have had like the old photo the booth. booth. And you know, everyone, yeah. yes. And then everyone does like the digital photo booths now. But I love a photo booth at a party. Me too. Like it's so fun. Even though I don't have love having my picture taken, like I will always go at least twice to a photo booth. There's something <laughs> like, different I love about it. it. Yeah. I think it's because it's like a custom favor that you get, yeah, you know? It's great. So, okay, so uh, of course, at Drew's wedding, they served Barrymore Pinot Grigio, um, dinner from Drew's favorite Los Angeles restaurants. They had after-dinner burritos, tacos, and burgers. Heck yeah. Um, I was just going to say one thing is that another thing that I've loved from a couple weddings I've been to is people having, like, dinner, and then, like, after dancing, there's, like, a second, like, snack kind of thing. Yeah. More than one wedding I've been to had an in-and-out truck. Oh, that's so cool. But the trucks don't do fries and I love oh. In-N-Out fries. So it's, <laughs> Me too. it's really weird. So it's like, they will do a grilled cheese, which Ashley knows it's like the, it's basically That's a cheeseburger <laughs> with no meat in it. Has everything That's else. like there. Yes. And um, I love the fries. They don't do the fries for the trucks. Um, they give you like chips, like just like a bag of chips. It's oh. really funny. 
Uh, but anyway, such new information yeah, to me. It's, Interesting. It's so cool. Well, yeah, I know that a couple of these were food trucks. So, okay. and I've been to a really fancy wedding that did that yep. too. If they had these awesome food trucks after all the like dancing, dancing and stuff. Yep. So it's fun. Um, and then just quickly about the cake, which it's funny that we happen to have details on all three cakes for these weddings. That is um, funny. And I'll, inc- I'll include the photos of them all too. But this one was a red velvet and vanilla cake, and it was decorated in like this ombre pink sugar leaves uh, decor. It was really, really pretty. pretty. Yeah, really pretty, simple, modern looking. It's yeah. it's gorgeous. It's probably very expensive. <laughs> <laughs> Drew's bridesmaids roasted her, and that's when she laughed the hardest. She said, everything they said was deadly accurate, but it was all in such good spirit. I wish I could hear what they said, <laughs> uh, but it was I probably know. things like... Drew, we're so happy to see you get married again. You know, yeah, like- <laughs> probably. <laughs> oh, and then uh, her and Will drove off in a Mercedes that was adorned in pink roses, which is, it's really cute. There's pictures of that, which I like. That's cute. Really, really and cute. And that's kind of the summary of their wedding. Definitely. It was the most elaborate, the most expensive, I would imagine, it's yep. safe to say. Yeah. Um, very very big production and I can totally understand why she is done with ever doing those again (laughs) I guess we should also mention that she only had this house in Montecito for like a second and then we don't know why it was sold yeah but uh just like Olive was born and they were there and then I think not long afterward they sold the house so yeah it's kind of interesting Okay, let's get into Drew's thoughts on getting married ever again. (laughs) (laughs) So she's very against it. She's made it very clear she doesn't ever want to do it again. Um, I have one direct quote because it's just a good one. This was from an interview she did with people in 2020. And she said, never, 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 never. I will never get married again. And I also believe people should not say the word never. And I will never... (laughs) With a capital N-E-V-E-R, never get married. It's like I have two options. Cut it, this has not worked. Or be Elizabeth Taylor, and I have too many more to go. (laughs) I never want to be entwined with someone like that ever again. You break up, you move on. You get divorced, and it's just so different. Yeah. (laughs) And she doesn't ever say, like, never about anything except this. (laughs) Yeah, and we understand. I mean, (laughs) it makes sense for Drew to make this decision. She can be in love and not have this part be part of the arrangement. <laughs> One really fun thing we could not pass up mentioning is that um, Ashley posted one of the famous David LaChapelle bride kind of tearing up the cake photos on our Instagram, um, what, a couple of years ago? Yeah, it's like maybe a year or so ago. We'll, we'll link to it on the page, but either way, yeah. um, and we'll have a picture of it there. Our caption for it was, I will never, ever, ever, ever get married again. And Drew actually commented on it a while after we posted it. Um, and she's interacted, I think, with very few things on our page, right? Yeah, Other than like few. reposting a couple things here and there. She doesn't follow us. We'll just say it again. <laughs> that needs to change. <laughs> yes. Drew commented, that's right. I won't! Exclamation point. <laughs> I just love that, like, I'm trying to imagine, like, if she was just scrolling through and looking at stuff that she was tagged in. and then Which it- must have been because this was way after we had posted yeah. it. It wasn't, like, recent. <laughs> <laughs> or if someone, like, brought it to her attention, like, oh, this is such a funny picture. Like, 
tell us about yeah, this. Maybe. And then she's like, I yeah. have to comment, you know? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So how do we wrap this up in a positive way? We just say, Drew, we love your dedication to love. And we understand that you realize that marriage is not for you anymore. And we support all your decisions and your happiness. And once again, <laughs> this episode is a celebration of your big heart. We're speaking directly to Drew right now. Celebration yeah. <laughs> of your big heart, of your love. I mean, we love you so much through all of this. And I think that this part of your story makes you you, you know, like this yeah, is something that absolutely. says a lot about you in a positive way than it does it in a negative way. And I don't want you to think of any of this as a failure. You're incredible. Um, oh. And we love love. Yeah, just like true. We love love. Yes. We get it. So um, once again, happy Valentine's Day, everyone. Yeah. This has been a lot of fun for us to go through. It's a big part of Drew's life that we just can't ignore, you know? Right. It has to be touched on eventually. Why not on Valentine's Day? Yeah. And, and, and share some pretty pictures. And I'm sure Drew would, you know, have positive feelings about some parts of the wedding. Yeah. <laughs> um, so thank you guys for listening. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. <laughs> no one's doing it. No one's listening. People are maybe turning off the episode before this point. I get it. I'm going to start making fake emails and just start doing it for us. <laughs> just so you know, that's that's where we're getting now. <laughs> totally above board. Yes. Um, and then you can follow us on Instagram at how do you drew pod. We always post relevant stuff to the episode and we have a fun time over there. Yes. And be sure to visit our website at how do you drew.com where every week we have an episode page to correspond with the episode. And um, we'll have lots of wonderful, fun pictures from this week from Drew's weddings and also just other little things we went off topic about, of course. <laughs> send listener mail to how do you drew pod at gmail.com as i said in this case i'm calling out people who remember diary tell us something you remember that we haven't mentioned in this episode or maybe in a previous one just for fun yeah send listener be... mail and then uh we'll see you next tuesday okay sounds good thanks everybody bye-bye <laughs> Thank bye-bye This episode of the How Do You Drew podcast was researched and produced by Ashley and Anne from thedrewzm.com with help from our sponsor, Positive Medium. Special thanks to Matt Costa for our lovely theme song, Roxy Prima for our adorable logo, and last but not least, Drew Barrymore and all the Drewbies who love her. We do this for you. Thank Thank you. you.